You're listening to Where Is Hillman Anyway, the podcast all about your favorite sitcom, A Different World. I'm Jamie, and I have my co-host, Xander, a.k.a. The Furious, and Robert, a.k.a. Hughesified. I'm out here in these Twitter streets. Here with me to discuss the show. Let's get started. All right, so today, guys, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 8, Life with Father. This is Episode 10 of the podcast. A decade. Yay. I don't think that's how that works. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) Life with Father. Let's get right into it. All right. Episode 8, Season 2, written by Cheryl Grad. It originally aired on December 8th, 1988. Wayne has a new girlfriend and everything's going well until he discovers that her father is his calculus professor, Colonel Taylor, that over not attracting Dwayne's interest, turns to Whitley for an image wrinkle. <laughs> I don't understand. She's well, that stuck was on it. So hilarious. Wait, stuck on him? Yes. She's not giving up. She just won't. We're only eight episodes in. She's still on it. It's not even the first semester isn't even over yet. Why should she give up? I guess you got a good point there. (laughs) (laughs) So when we start off, Dwayne is in the pit talking to that same girl who we finally find out is Suzanne. Um, We also find out that she actually likes him just as much as she as he likes her. Which, if we contrast that to freshman year, when he was trying to push himself onto everyone, and, um, you know, Denise wouldn't give him the time of day. I wouldn't give Denise the time of day, so I guess we're even. Are you serious? I mean, <laughs> no. before you knew her, you wouldn't try to talk to her? Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so first semester, you would have tried to holler. By second semester, nah. Yeah, by that, I'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Suzanne says she has to leave, but she won't let Dwayne walk her home. And we find out that he's never been to her house, and he wants to know what the secret is, right? (laughs) But (laughs) she walks off. And yet, yet, like, that was really crazy because it was like, you know, (laughs) I don't even feel like she said, don't even worry about it. She was just like, hmm. And it just, that was it. (laughs) What is going on here? And can I walk you home? Um, I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Like some sort of Nazi sleeper cell or something? What's going on? Like, exactly. <laughs> and they've been dating for three weeks on campus. And you're like, three weeks? Yeah. Never taken her. Like right. In college. <laughs> so Ron walks into the pit and Dwayne is gloating about his relationship. Um, Walter comes over and doesn't even believe that Dwayne is in a real relationship. <laughs> Walter's a jerk. (laughs) Walter is smarter than because we know we know Dwayne. Right. What? Find the girl, but we don't believe him. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I have names. (laughs) Like what? Right. All right. That's enough. But Ron feels that college is where you go to load up on fun before you get married. And then, you know, there are some people who go to college specifically to find their partner. Because that's what they think that college is for. 
So how does that work when some women, especially back in the day, were told you got to go to college to find your man, but then the college, the man is going to college to um, to sow his oats. <laughs> that doesn't quite well, work out very well. <laughs> with that, I think women are smarter than us, so we don't know that they'll get us eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> um, I also think that like there's a whole contrast with men and women in general because like I feel like I, I don't really know where the disconnect is exactly, but there's always like this disconnect of like women need to go find their mate and then like the guys just need to you'll figure it out eventually. Eventually, she'll just teach you how to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and like, of course, these are stereotypes. Right. It's not always true. So I have plenty of friends from college who are happily married and doing great right now. A lot of my friends yep. from college are married mm -hmm. to other people that we went to college with. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I'm not here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not um, like the monolith or anything. It's just like how right. some people are nurtured right. versus others. Like it's We've all heard it. Yeah. <laughs> We've all heard that before. So uh, Freddie walks into Kim's room and says that she's done with Dwayne. Because she saw. I'm just so annoyed with Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Freddie is not. She's she's got her heart set on something. She's gonna go for it. She sees it. She got tunnel vision. I'm telling you. She saw Dwayne and Suzanne talking in the pit, and I guess she figured she has no chance anymore. Um, but Kim reminds yeah. her that she never had him in the first place. <laughs> But she says she wants to date other people, but she needs to be sophisticated and taken seriously. <laughs> she needs a makeover. You get to date someone that's like you. <laughs> no. Or that likes you, at least. What do you mean? If someone doesn't like you, you know you're supposed to go and change yourself to a totally different person. Yeah, yeah, that's how I always do it. Never. <laughs> so she decides that she wants to be like, Whitley and Whitley finally agrees to go ahead and uh, take what uh, Freddie for a makeover. First mistake. So, how much did you change your freshman year? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I don't remember. That's, that was 10 years ago. You remember? Oh wow, that was 10 years ago. I, I, I remember. <laughs> I'm pretty immature, I would say, I guess. Um, I, I I like to think I was decently mature, but I, but not nearly as much as I thought I was. Uh -huh. Yeah, like you, you, life comes at you real fast when you start like experiencing different situations, especially like the ones where there's nobody around to be like, hey, should I? No, nobody can. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, my whole style of dress change. <laughs> How so? Oh no, it was bad. <laughs> Oh, cause you were. <laughs> oh, oh, I was still wearing some tall tees, stunner shades. You were wearing what? <laughs> tall tees and stunner shades. It was definitely happening. <laughs> I was definitely doing that in, in freshman year. I was still in that. Era. Yeah, we were still in that era, though. That is true. What did they think of you at that school? Oh. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure there were different people. I thought I was just a, a farm to local 
and not an actual student. <laughs> you were a townie. They called you a townie. <laughs> Did y'all call them townies there, too? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. I know. <laughs> and it's really only in college towns because you didn't call Norfolk residents townies. Right. College they got yeah, that's how it was literally the college in the right. area. Like. Yeah. So for me, um, I don't think I, I became, I guess, more outspoken during freshman year because my first semester, we, me and my roommate, for some reason, we only ate at like the takeout places and stuff. And we discovered the cafeteria, we call it D-Hall. We discovered D-Hall for dinner second semester. And that's when we realized that's where everyone was. Y'all had plenty of money. Huh? It's a meal plan. I know, I'm talking about, oh, you're talking about the takeout spots? You can get yeah, you, on, on campus, you can use your meal plan for that, but it wasn't a buffet. I was just eating the, the little combo meal that you could get. Right, I got so you. once we started going to D Hall and we saw that's where all the people were at a certain like everyone went at seven o'clock. Right. And I was like, oh. And so then I became more outgoing because I met more people. Some people didn't even know that we went to school there. They thought we just got there second semester because no one had ever seen us before. We didn't know yeah, where was, everybody was hanging out and now we knew I'm from backwards. Yeah, that's right. It seems backwards. Like. Right, right. So I kind of came out of my shell freshman year, but there was no dramatic makeover like this one. But firstly, anyway. Firstly, you were, you wanted. Right. And you were being social. Right, exactly. I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's honestly kind of confusing. Like, how did you, like, was your roommate the only person you had any interaction with? Yeah. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, and band people because you know first semester all i knew were the people in it okay we're black at a majority white school i knew my band people i knew my roommate and when i go to class people weren't talking to me i would be like the only black person in class that's fair and I, I can i can relate okay yeah so we didn't i didn't get to meet anyone until we found everyone at d hall <laughs> at seven o'clock <laughs> Yeah. For dinner. Yeah. 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 And we were looking around like, oh. <laughs> With this, I can't relate. Friends. Now, there, there are black people in the school. Huh? So you guys experience at HBCU, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's different. Totally different. It's completely different. People <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so in the next scene, um, they're in Colonel Taylor's math class and a student is struggling at the board. Colonel Taylor asked Dwayne, who wasn't paying attention to answer the question. And of course, um, he gets it right. As a side note, I noticed that Dwayne was writing on the board with both hands as he answering a question like he would write if it was on the right hand side he'd write it with the right hand and if it was part of the equation on the left hand side he wrote it with the left hand that's yeah that's um and yeah weird that's an interesting trait right <laughs> yeah it's ambidextrous and i wonder like if i guess kadeem hardison is that or did they do it specifically maybe to try to show that Dwayne was really smart yeah it could. I think my prime 
It could be. I mean, because like um, Da Vinci did stuff like that. And yeah. maybe they were trying to like draw some sort of, you know, Dwight's really smart parallel. And speaking of, uh, you being the resident engineer, uh -huh. did, was that an equation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was mostly, I mean, yeah, it was. They were trying to find the area of the, you saw how it was a, a like blob. Yeah. Like, so you had to take a, a two-part integral and then add them together in order to find the entire area. So yeah, uh, it was actually that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was right. Yeah. Um, the theorem that he's talking about, I don't know uh, that one exactly off the top of my head, uh, but I do know the theory that he was using. I mean, the, the integral calculus part of it that was correct. I know okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it, and my question goes along with that, actually. Have any of you ever been the only one in class that knew the answer? Kidding. Class of Daydream would get the answer right. I've, I've been there. You've, like, because the, the thing is, I've been in class where I'm the only one that knows the answer. And like the teacher's asking a question and just like this, no one puts their hand up. Nope. And so after a while, nobody putting their hand up, finally I'll be like, all right, I'll answer. <laughs> and she'll be like, okay, go ahead, Jamie, and I'll say the answer. And then she'll ask another question and I'll look around I'm like, Y'all don't know this one either. And I'm like, go ahead, Jamie. And I'll say the answer. And it's like, it made kids not like me. But I'm like, but y'all don't know the answer. It's not my fault. Um, I feel like that happened in like earlier classes, like when you're uh, mostly doing people who are outside of the major. Like once you got, once we got rolling in our major, it, it normally didn't go like that. At least a couple people had to answer. Like, even if everybody didn't know. Right. It's crazy. You know, I would say. As far as music, like I want to say, first year theory, high school, so I knew. Yeah, I did too. But it just people say music they made it just easy, and but theory class, and they don't know nothing. Right. <laughs> you got kids from across the street. I won't say the name of that school, that high school. <laughs> um, saying that this is um this note is open well, what's the name of it open i know what <laughs> okay, what about the, the 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 letter name of the note you know yeah yeah so hold on me it's because i was daydreaming if i was gonna catch me slipping nope <laughs> so I have a clip of Colonel Taylor addressing um, Dwayne yeah. at class because, you know, Dwayne got the answer right and Colonel Taylor still gives a lecture about people being unprepared. And Dwayne's like, what are you talking about? I got the answer right. And he's like, well, basically, you want a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so here's that clip. What are you waiting for? Applause? <laughs> <clears throat> Today's class has got to be the greatest waste of chalk in the history of mathematics. Now in our next meeting, 
We will have full class participation. Your hands will leave your pockets and fly up at full mass. Or else you will be using those same hands to sign up for this course again next semester. Do I make myself clear? Uh, excuse me, sir. Didn't I just give you a right answer? Mr. Wayne, in my class, a correct answer is not a triumph. It is a requirement. And if you think that one correct answer a day is going to satisfy me, well, then perhaps you better start thinking about signing up for a new major. Yes, sir. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. A correct answer is a requirement. Right. I mean, I, I, I really like that, that that lecture though, because I mean like he was just like, yo, I got the answer right to one question one day. Okay, great. You, what what else do you want from me? Like continue to do that. This this isn't this is normal, everyday things. That's the point. <laughs> you are supposed to get it right. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's tough to um, work for someone like that or even be in a class, you know, have a professor like that or a teacher like that or a parent like that. Um, it's tough because it's, you always feel like you didn't, you didn't do enough. It's not enough. It's never going to be enough. I did it right. What do you mean? I got to do more. I got to do more. But... You know, if they can uh, temper that with the right amount of praise when stuff is right, I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing. That makes sense. Um, so I got a question for you guys. What's up? Did your professors at the PWI have that same type of mindset towards their students? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> None of mine did. They didn't really care. Okay. All right. Uh, I, think, I think I had like one or two teachers that were a little bit more diligent if you came to office hours, but nobody was going to pull you aside like that. And, uh, I wasn't yeah, there. I didn't have anyone that, um, that well, I, I had one teacher that pulled me aside, and that was my African-American literature teacher. Of course it was. <laughs> right. But other than that, no, it was up to you. You do, If you didn't go to class, you're like, oh, well, you didn't want to, you, you failed. Yeah. You didn't want to be here. What you talking to me for? <laughs> or, but I mean, if you did have questions and go help, no one turned me away. Right. So, but no one came extra and tried to pull me in either. So some would say, well, you shouldn't need that. But some kids do. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. Especially as like a freshman, you're 18, your first time away from home. You need those professors that out of you or demand more. Right. Like everybody doesn't have that drive to get it themselves. Definitely true. Right. Well, not at that, not that age. Right, exactly. So, right after everyone leaves the class, uh, Suzanne comes in the class and salutes him, and we find out that Colonel Taylor is Suzanne's dad. That's right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. way. So right there, the audience already sees that. Oh, that's gonna be a big problem, like Wayne, especially if he like just got you. He <laughs> just got chewed out. Now we know why he never walked her home. Right. So in the next scene, Dwayne and Suzanne are walking on campus in a spot that I've never seen before on the show, that and they've never shown it. I don't remember ever seeing it again either. This little area. 
the spot right outside their house, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> another uh, side note, <clears throat> where is Hillman? <laughs> so Dwayne said something about walking past Suzanne's house and jumping into the ocean. Yeah, I, I'll tell you Yeah, so that sounds like Hampton. Yeah, that's the only thing that could be. So but is it, Hillman the real H-U? Uh-oh. But no, they play Hampton. So it's true. <laughs> well, I was just saying, Hillman, you know, the real But, but they said the right. So are they, are they like where Williamsburg is or something? Like, are they close? I don't know. That feels like that's where they have to be, like close to Williamsburg. Like, because. Because it's just now it's just impossible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we're right outside of Richmond. But even Williamsburg isn't right outside of Richmond. Like, no, and you can't jump into the ocean from Williamsburg either. Right. What are y'all doing here? You're confusing us all. <laughs> Maybe. Hillman is just a stew of HBCUs. It is. It took traits from took a tra- tra- it took traits from each one and just made them one. They just compressed Virginia into like this ten mile radius. Right. <laughs> That's where Hillman is. Exactly. But that spot, it definitely looks like um Hampton on campus where like all the, the dorms and the it stuff. Does. It does. It really does. So wait, hold on. One question. Did y'all yeah. know how different the film the like the film was there? Like the cinema? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I throw anybody else off? Like I was like, wait, why does everything look so much different? It was like their outside cameras were different from the inside camera. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne, <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're standing on my paper. This is why we they don't have outside location shots. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it looks like a completely different show. They really didn't go outside yeah, much. They didn't. Besides, like, out, like, right in front of a building. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> the only time they were outside I can remember is when they went to the beach. Right. Yeah. The right. Break, and then the honeymoon in the, the LA, LA. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the uh, the football stadium. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where I got to a fight? Yep, yep, yep. You can even tell that was still a set, though. Yeah. But all of those, see, all of them kind of still look like sets. Yeah, I think they all were set. Like, all of those were actually Except set. for L.A. L.A., of course. Oh, yeah. I wonder about the, um, in the later seasons when Lena and all them get that house and Billy B. Williams is the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about him. <laughs> Some stereotypical black baseball player name. <laughs> Shoeless Tom Jackson or something like that. Right. Like, oh, yeah. didn't, didn't that's the ball, Joe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I don't know. Michael <laughs> Ball, Joe. That might be it. No, <laughs> it's not. I'm going to make up my name on Twitter. <laughs> that's your new Twitter handle? <laughs> So, Dwayne, of course, while they're walking on Hampton's campus, uh, is complaining to Suzanne about Colonel Taylor, what just happened. You're going to tell your girlfriend about your teacher. And she's like, oh, um, I got to go in the house. <laughs> <laughs> just leaves him and walks in. Oh, right. That's fine. Well, they find out that she's acting weird because when she, after she goes in the house, Dwayne's like, what's going on? And he... Standing there in front of the house, and Colonel Taylor walks out. Right. 
It's like, uh, son, you're standing on my newspaper. Mm, right. <laughs> like, um, and then that's when he puts two and two together. Um, and, mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and he runs the hundred and four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Turned it to you, same book. He was out of there. <laughs> Man. So Walter, in, in the next scene, Walter and Jaleesa are in the pit, and Walter, they're flirting, of course, and Jaleesa is telling Walter about Freddie's makeover, and Walter basically trips all over his words <laughs> in this, and I have a clip of that. Hold on. I think that the girl is adorable, but she's convinced that eyeshadow is going to change her life. Well, that's sad. I mean, it's terrible when a woman thinks she got to look good all the time. I'm glad you don't feel that way. Oh, I don't think what I mean is, the modern woman has too many responsibilities to like, you know, worry about her parents. And conversely, the modern man knows that the real beauty of a woman is the essence that lies within and not without. Would you like me to send the elevator down in that pit that you just dug for yourself? Yeah, it will be fine. <laughs> The essence that is within, not without. (laughs) That was a big thing in the 90s about, um, you know, being a, uh, you don't have to look good for your man. But he was trying to say that, but it didn't come out right. (laughs) No, it did not. (laughs) Like, I'm glad you don't take care of yourself, Julissa. Right. Like, what? Excuse me? One more time. Right. So, Dwayne and Ron come into the pit together, and he tells everyone that Suzanne is Colonel Colonel Taylor's daughter. Walter and Jaleesa tell him that it shouldn't matter. Ron tells him to dump her. What would you do? Not listen to Ron. Right, Ron. Never listen to Ron. He's never got good. So, Anthem. Yes. You're on campus and you meet this girl. You can't meet her dad. You finally run into her dad and it's Dr. Haywood. You still cool with that? Sure. Dr. Haywood likes me. Would Dr. Haywood like you as much if you were dating? Now, <laughs> if it was Mr. Adams' daughter. Mr. Adams, how about that? Oh, man. You're fine. You're fine. Look like Mr. Adams. I wouldn't be so Adams, if you're listening, if you're listening to Adams, that's a joke. Slash. <laughs> oh and then she probably know that we do a mean Mr. Adams impression. So. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now I have this picture of this girl on campus yep. that sounds exactly like Mr. Adams. Sounds and looks like Mr. Adams. Oh, uh, most of our audience won't get that, but I'm yeah. sorry. Mr. Adams is a legendary band director. Oh. Jackson State, Norfolk State. Oh, God. <laughs> but, so, I mean, that wouldn't bother me. Especially if I like her. Care? Yeah. Robert? Nah, he's right. Um, it, You really can't let something like that bother you. I mean, like, if they try to you know, use that as some sort of leverage or something, that would be different. But like, just that, just being there, if I know that's not inherently bad, like, 
<laughs> so in the next scene, Freddie and Willie are in the middle of Freddie's makeover, and <laughs> she gives her this eight-step routine just for washing her face. Who was doing that? Right, all those things. Good gracious. But Freddie just wants Dwayne to see her so she can throw it in his face now because apparently she's over him now. And now she just wants him to um, to see her looking good. She want to throw something in his face for her. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is Freddie now. She doesn't know anything about that. Neither is Whitley, but she makes a lot of innuendo too. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So next scene, Suzanne and Dwayne are in the pit. And Dwayne has a serious attitude, man. He was... <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Suzanne guesses that it's about her dad. They argue, and she leaves. Freddie, <laughs> Freddie walks in, and she looks just like she stepped out of Whitney's closet. Right. <laughs> She's got this '80s power suit, uh, skirt suit with these big old uh, shoulder pads. <laughs> Oh man! She really looks like she just worked, walked off the set of Nine to Five. You guys don't know it's a movie from the eighties with working women. That was a big thing, you know. Yeah. You lost, man. Yeah. yeah Dolly Parton had a song called Nine to Five, and they made it into a movie. I see. Working nine to five, what a way to make a living. Yeah. Uh huh. No. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think that, like, as soon as I saw Freddie, like, I was like, is she about to run a business meeting? Like, <laughs> she looked like she was, she was a CEO ready to take care of some business. Like, right, she had her hair all blown out. <laughs> with the big <laughs> Right. So then, and then she's trying to walk like Whitley. She looks terrible. Might be yourself. Yeah, and of course, the first thing she does is she wants a taco. But... She sees that Dwayne is looking sad, and she sees that as her um, opportunity to go over and talk to him. But he doesn't even notice that she looks different. He never says anything about it. But he tells Freddie that him and Suzanne have broken up, and by the end of it, (laughs) he was so passionate talking about Suzanne that Freddie was like, go after her. Right. This clearly isn't going to get me anywhere. Right, and she loses Dwayne again. Poor Freddie. She had him for a split second. Aww. Did she, Jamie? Did she? <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> but, okay. Next scene, Colonel Taylor and Suzanne are at home, and they talk about her fight with a friend, in quotation marks. Yeah. Um, Dwayne comes by, and like, Colonel, Colonel Taylor realizes that he's the friend. Yeah. So, meeting the parents. Is that always a terrifying thing for you guys? No. I feel like I feel like I, I felt like it was when I was younger, but nowadays it's I mean, we're adults. It's pretty regular. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural progression. Like I've had dad try to intimidate me. Like, but you have? Like, so why they are you doing that? Yeah, they do. I'm like, why? First of all, I was I was I was I meant you know, I went to go uh See your prom. Uh-huh. Yeah, little muscle shirt on. First of all, you look like an idiot. <laughs> You're flexing on an 18 year old. I got a dad too. I think I flex on you too. 
can save it because the mom likes me, so that's all that matters. California. <laughs> I've never had any of those situations. Yeah. Okay, can we just leave? I'm ready to go. <laughs> Strange. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. And really? I mean, it didn't go so bad with uh, Colonel Taylor and Dwayne. I mean, it started off kind of funny, but, mm. you know, of course, they ended up with Colonel Taylor inviting Dwayne to stay for dinner and to talk to Suzanne, and they make up, and everything's all right. Yeah. Even the way he was yeah. acting a little there at the beginning was a little more over the top than normal life. Like, most of the time, that's not what happens. But most of the time, there's like, you know. They might ask you a couple questions, but it's really not that bad. Yeah. Now, as a educator, what I'm—I mean, I don't have a kid, but I would think my star pupil, star pupil, and my daughter—I think that would be kind of. Mm, I would be okay with it. You think so? Yeah. And that's a, it's interesting because one of the band one of the high schools I work with, the band director, her son is in the band. And he'd be like, Oh man, I don't know if I could I don't know if I I definitely wouldn't want to know. I don't know if I wanna know. Or if I'd be cool with it, just be like part of the family. But then it's like they're in high school. So it's gonna be I'm not gonna say there's gonna be so many, but there's gonna be different girls. Mm. Do you want to get attached? Like, I try not to get attached to my brother's girlfriends. <laughs> then they could be gone, and I, I became friends with her, and now they're not there anymore. <laughs> now you can't be their friend because yeah. your brother wants to be around them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know how that, that's, I don't know. And there's four, I have four of them, so <laughs> it happens a lot. <laughs> Mad brothers. Yes. <laughs> So that's based, that's it. That's um, season two, episode eight, Life with Father. So um, basically, we got Dwayne and Suzanne together, and they learn to coexist with Colonel Taylor, knowing that Colonel Taylor is her father. And then Freddie learning that even with the makeover, it still didn't help get Dwayne. So <laughs> you just be yourself anyway, because being like Whitley didn't feel good. I can't imagine you know, it really feels good at this point in time. Eight steps to wash your face, man. And that's before you put the makeup on. Sheesh. <laughs> Skin better be flawless. Like, right. Beyond flawless. <laughs> Feeling like a baby's bottom. But yeah. That's the episode. And I guess that's it for us too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I think we're learning that Freddie is a better friend to Dwayne. Yeah. And that she has realized it. I think she has now. I think she, she has. Did she have the same revelation like a couple episodes ago? True. I feel like she's, she keeps jumping back and forth. She's like, okay, I can be his friend, but maybe if I can continue to do this, you know, eventually. Right. She's got patience and she'll just wait for her opportunity. Right. But, uh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe she'll learn that she, sh I mean, I do, you do see that Freddie is really definitely learning her identity. Like you like we've always said, like changing. And we know that Freddie's going to start settling into her own. Right. And I guess 
in a, in a few episodes, she's going to have a big, it's going to be really pretty much all about her. Yeah. So okay. that'll be cool when that happens. So, um, yeah, that's it. Sounds like a wrap. Make sure to like us on uh, Facebook and hit us up on Twitter at Where Is Snowing. And uh, give us a shout out. Share us with your friends, family. Please do. Co-workers. Yeah, we're here. Hey. Let us know. Get some feedback. Yes, rate us on iTunes. All comments are welcome. Good or bad. Help us be better. All right. I'm Jamie. Xanthem, <laughs> a.k.a. Brother Furious, a.k.a. Mr. Smith at my day job. I'm Robert, a.k.a. Cusified. I'm out here on these Twitter streets. You can find me. All right, we out of here. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening, y'all. The theme song that you're listening to was produced by DRAC. He is the producer for The Sound Miners. You can find him on all social networks at PHDRAC, D-I-R-A-C, and The Sound Miners at sound underscore miners, M-I-N-E-R-Z.